재미와 지식의 오디오 라이프 팝빵. What time is it? What time is it? This past weekend, uh, you saw one of the largest demonstrations take place in recent years. Tens of thousands of uh, labor unionists, other activists staging a protest against the government's labor and education policies. One of the uh, demands was the government should stop the president's plan to reform the labor market, make it more uh, flexible, essentially allow employers uh, greater freedom in hiring and firing workers. This, uh, the government believes, will help solve some of the youth unemployment problems. But as we know, people with their vested interests will be a little bit resistant to these changes and maybe feel that some of these things are a little bit heavy-handed. What we're going to focus on right now is uh, the growing calls to revise the irregular worker protection law, the P. Jung Yu Jik Pohobap. And uh, joining us here in the studio for Legal Matters, our very good friend from uh, the CEO, actually, of Law and Business Research Center, E. G. Su. Thank you so much for joining us, it's sir. Always, it's always good to be here. We've talked about this law. It's been criticized for being yes. basically ineffective. But what exactly is the irregular worker protection law? Well, the exact name of the act is Act on the Protection of Fixed Term and Part-Time Workers. And in Korean, it's Kiganje Mit Tanshigan Kloja Bodhi. So, uh, well, many people go by the name of Pijongyujik uh, Popo, which means regular workers protection law. And it has become in effect uh, since uh, September 19th of year 2014. So it's almost like uh, uh, more than a year. Uh, to, uh, you know, to tell you the purpose of the act, we must understand the current situation a bit. Uh, well, according to the government uh, data, it says there are 6.2 million workers who are categorized as non-regular or irregular, those who are not, uh, you know, being protected by any of the existing labor laws of this land. So, uh, uh, and what's more uh, disturbing is that those non-regular workers are, are increasing uh, compared to those regular workers. And the purpose of that act, uh, when it was discussed, is to give some protection, legal protection, for those who are deemed as non-regular workers. Right. And as we know, um, it hasn't really uh, uh, panned out that way. A lot of the employers have been able to find loopholes as far as maybe terminating the contracts yeah. before the deadline approaches. But uh, our focus right now is the labor law in terms of how broad is the definition. Um, you know about, I suppose, hourly workers at convenience stores, maybe the people who work at those mega even myself, uh, who is not a uh, permanent employee of uh, TBS, would be under. The, how, how are how are irregular workers defined? Well, it's easier to define the regular workers because the remainder will be the regular workers. So uh, the the regular workers is a worker who receives the fullest benefits afforded by the Korean labor law. And uh, an irregular worker is a worker who does not. So an uh, reg- irregular worker may be part of, uh, you know, maybe a part-time worker who wor- works less than eight hours a day and 40 hours a week. And a contract worker who is hired and paid by the third party to work at a different workplaces or temporary worker. Those are all 
irregular workers. I mean, in reality, what disturbs these irregular workers are they will not be receiving any of those four major benefits. It's, you know, uh, those four major uh, insurances or benefits are national pension fund, industrial accident compensation insurance, employment insurance, just in case they get laid off, and also uh, national medical insurance. Those four uh, benefits will, are not provided to the non-regular workers, and that's a very serious matter for them. Economic polarization, it is also quite apparent in terms of the gap between regular and irregular workers. That gap is widening. The government has been, as we say, uh, trying to pursue labor reforms. Now, there were some agreements. Back in September, business and labor groups reached an agreement on uh, actual flexibility of mm -hmm. permanent employees. You can hire and fire layoffs and stuff. Right. They came to some sort of agreement, but they really couldn't uh, narrow the gap as far as irregular workers. Why? Right. Uh, I mean... Regular workers, they do not have any unions like uh, regular workers, so they could not send any people who could fairly represent their voice to, uh, when, when the government had, you know, the, the meeting. So that was what part of the problem. And also, if you look at the, uh, you know, some of the unions who were not invited to that meeting also claimed that there were no actual agreement, even between the unions who mm. were present, uh, you know, while talking with the government and some of the political sectors. So that, again, you know, comes back to the point where we say, where, you know, we ask to ourselves whether there was any agreement or not. And according to, you know, some of the people who represented regular workers, they say uh, the agreement that the government uh, claims to be agreed says, you know, it's just making uh, easier layoff. It will, it will only allow easier layoff. And uh, as you, you know, mentioned at the beginning of uh, this program, you said the purpose of having this agreement is to increase the use, I mean, you know, to reduce the use unemployment rate. But there is no significant, I mean, the statistical proof or evidence showing that even if you reduce or introduce all of these, you know, so-called uh, measures, whether, you know, the, uh, the, the youth unemployment will go down or not. And that's a big part of the problem. Yeah. Now, one potential solution, the ruling Senate Party, they say, well, wait, maybe we can kind of push the terms up a little bit farther. Don't pressure the employers too much to uh, make these irregular workers, permanent workers, extend that period from two years to four years. That's obviously created a backlash from workers and labor unions. Um, but can you kind of suss through that disagreement? Well, uh, the problem with this so-called two plus two, which means the, the current law only allows, you know, the, the, the entity, the corporations to hire irregular workers for two years. And immediately after that, they have to convert, you know, the status of those workers to regular workers. Otherwise, uh, they will have to pay some kind of fines or that. But, the, uh, you know, what the, uh, uh, the Senate Party is trying to do at this point is that they want to give additional two years to the corporation so that they can hire whether even if they are uh, under the irregular status they want to increase more you know jobs to the people uh by extending uh, the the period but the reality is i mean this happened this kind of you know argument happened uh, uh, many years ago when it, it, there was no two-year thing you know and then the government all of a sudden uh you know of, of course a lot of uh, after a lot of discussions introduced or set this two-year period what was expected at that yeah. period is that there would be a huge layoff immediately the day when it becomes yeah. the second year. And so, you know, uh, in a rush, the government said, well, no, we're trying to, uh, you know, lose this law. And then now they're bringing up this uh, new idea of having two plus two, which means another two years uh, uh, so that the government, I mean, that the corporations can, you know, 
create more jobs. The issue is, I mean, I mean, the corporations normally the way they react is uh, they will easily they can easily fire anyone you know immediately before they reach to the fourth year and then hire so again and then cut loophole exactly yeah. there's no way of you know uh, controlling that and so, so it will be, they will begin from the scratch from day uh, zero again to the uh, you know even before they reach the fourth year that's a big problem yeah and as you say creating more jobs but if you're creating bad jobs and more bad jobs uh, it doesn't really solve the fundamental problems we are almost out of time but it doesn't look like we've really made a lot of progress and so far there has been no major changes uh, made uh, but um, if you are an irregular worker mm -hmm. unfortunately and mm -hmm. you do need to work and you need to get a job what do you think they need to check before they sign a working contract well here's the reality for those I've, I've had a ch ample chance of talking to those irregular workers the problem is they don't even have a contract. Mm. They don't even have a signed contract at all from the beginning. And normally when we talk about the contract, it's only it, we only have a fair contract when there is, you know, uh, you know, a, a fair amount of equal ba bargaining power. Right. But when it comes with these irregular non-regular workers, they do not have any bargaining power. So they're, you know, they don't even they cannot they're not in a position to ask to draft or or or, or you know, sign a document. Uh, if the if the employer wants to hire someone at that site, that's that will make them happy. So from the beginning, you know, uh, even if you're in a very tough situation, you should ask your employer to you know draft a, a contract, and that is the very beginning of your legal protection. Yeah, but it is difficult, as you say. The employers uh, have often just said, "Look, you don't like it. We're going to find someone else who's willing to exactly. do the work," and that's... so it's a kind of vicious cycle. Uh, we are out of time, but as always, we appreciate your insights. Uh, CEO of Law and Business Research Center, Ijusu, always a pleasure. I hope you enjoy your weekend. Thank you. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back with News Digest. Stay tuned.